This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast to ponder and to proclaim our Sunday Mass readings. Well, this Sunday we are entering the 18th Sunday in Ordinary Time, the last day of July, actually July 31st. So as we continue for those of us here in the Northern Uh, Northern American Hemisphere, we've got summertime and all of the activities that may be associated with, let us come and really recall to mind the presence of the Lord and the power of the Word of God in our lives. And I, I just love these collect prayers. I've been talking about them a little bit and reflecting as we begin for the last couple of weeks in ordinary time. And I just want to continue that because it gives me the practice of looking deep into those prayers that we hear. If we have our missiles with us, we can read them over before or after mass and have a time to really look back. You know, what was that the father prayed? You know, let me look at that one line and just see how that one line might help me in my walk of faith, help me to let go of the world and to let God lead me into my vocation, into uh, humility, into really receiving God's gifts and his love and to know that I am a child of God. And, you know, that really, that's really one of the key reasons I want to do this podcast. I mean, I certainly don't want to do all the setup that I have on this very non-tech set up in my home of of just sharing the word of God. I'm willing to go through this kind of inconvenience because every time I set this up, it's it's a whole fiasco of tables and chairs and lights and things, and it's probably not all done correctly. But I want to do something that will use my time to share how important God is in my life and I hope in your life and that we can be called to respond to God's call. We we will listen to that call. And what I get a sense in these readings, they're kind of interesting readings that will unpack. My, my theme for today is guard against greed. How do we guard against greed? What is, what is consuming our time, our efforts, our energies, our mind, our hearts? Is it the Lord? 
And so let us listen to these readings. Let us listen to the prayers of the church as we contemplate on this 18th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Let's begin with this prayer. It's the prayer that every person at Mass this weekend will hear in their language, in their dialect. And it's the prayer that the church is inviting us into the Holy Eucharist with. It's the beginning of our Holy Mass. Draw near to your servants, O Lord, and answer their prayers with unceasing kindness, that for those who glory in you as their creator and guide, you may restore what you have created and keep safe what you have restored. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Again, I hear these prayers. I read these prayers. I look over them and I think, wow, so much is in here. Draw near to your servants. First of all, the prayer is really inviting us to call out to God, draw near to us. Have you called out to the Lord to draw near to you in your time of need? We have so many chaotic things going on in the world today. Whether we look at the big picture, whether we look at our country, whether we look at the state where, that we're in or the city or the county or even just our neighborhood, there's a lot of chaos, craziness. Draw near, Lord, and answer the prayers of your servants with unceasing kindness. We're just calling out for the Lord in his kindness. He wants us to call out to him. You know, we may just assume, oh, well, the Lord will take care of it. But as any good parent wants to hear the words of their child, mommy, can I have the, mommy, can I please have another serving of your delicious macaroni and cheese? Papa, can I please go out and play in the backyard just a little bit longer? You know, a good parent wants to hear those loving cries from their children. Can I please do this? Can I please do that? Can I please have this? Answer their prayers with unceasing kindness, that for those who glory in you as their creator, this is so important, that we recognize God as our creator. If you look in the Missal, the word creator is with a capital C. He is our creator and guide. So for those of us who choose to glory in God as our creator and guide through my life, that you restore what you have created. You restore your creatures. We are fallen. We are weak. We are sinful. But we are your children. And we desire love. We desire to love. We desire to be loved. That's, that's, that's built into our DNA, to love and to be loved. Why? So that I can be served and I can get all that I want? No, because God is real love, true love. We've distorted the whole word of love in our culture. But we are calling for God and asking him to restore us and those that he has restored, 
to keep us safe. And so what a prayer for us to pray together is to restore us, Lord, restore us, your creatures, guide us and keep us safe. Powerful prayer, just that opening collect, it comes and goes in a flash you know, and, and some people are missing it because they're just getting settled in their seats or they're scooting around and we miss that prayer. Don't miss it. Don't miss the prayer of the church. Don't miss what the church has for you in her liturgy, in her wisdom. She has so much to share. And so receive it, receive it. All right. The first reading for today in this 18th Sunday in Ordinary Time, it's one of those interesting books of the Bible. In fact, there was a song written of the Ecclesiastes, which is apparently the Latin translation for this name, Koheleth. I may not be pronouncing it correctly, but a speaker or somebody who teaches, somebody who is proclaiming is Koheleth. And I started to read the whole book of Ecclesiastes. It's only a couple of chapters long. It's an interesting book. I'm not going to try to philosophize about it, but here's just a little piece of what we hear in today's readings. This is Ecclesiastes chapter one. There's only one verse in chapter one and then some of chapter two a couple of verses. You'll hear a word pop out of this reading from Ecclesiastes. Vanity of vanities, says Quaheleth. Vanity of vanities. All things are vanity. Here is one who has labored with wisdom and knowledge and skill, and yet to another who has not labored over it. He must leave property. This also is vanity and a great misfortune. For what profit comes to a man for all the toil and anxiety of heart with which he has labored under the sun? All his days, sorrow and grief are his occupation. Even at night, his mind is not at rest. This also is vanity. The word of the Lord. The responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 90. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. You turn back man to dust, saying, Return, O children of men, for a thousand years in your sight are as yesterday, now that it is past, or as a watch of the night. If today you hear his voice, harden not your heart. You make an end of them in their sleep, the next morning they are like changing grass, which at dawn springs up anew, but by evening wilts and fades. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain wisdom of heart. Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. If today you hear his voice, Pardon not your hearts. Fill us at daybreak with your kindness, that we may shout for joy and gladness all our days. And may the gracious care of the Lord our God be ours. Prosper the work of our hands for us. Prosper the work of our hands. If today you hear his voice, pardon not your hearts. 
The second reading comes from a letter to from St. Paul to the Colossians, chapter 3. Brothers and sisters, if you were raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above, not what is on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, your life, appears, then you too will appear with him in glory. Put to death, then, the parts of you that are earthly, immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and the greed that is idolatry. Stop lying to one another, since you have taken off the old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed for knowledge in the image of its creator. Here, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading is from Luke chapter 12, verses 13 to 21. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. He replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? Then he said to the crowd, Take care to guard against all greed. For though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Then he told them a parable. There was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, What shall I do? for I do not have space to store my harvest. And he said, This is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods, and I shall say to myself, Now, as for you, you have so many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool! This night your life will be demanded for you, and the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus will it be for all who store up treasure for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, as I said, I picked up on Jesus's words to guard against greed as thinking a little bit about these readings and what maybe ties them together a little bit. But I want to go back again to this idea of creator. Be aware that God is your creator. He creates all things for good. He is our guide. And so as we journey through this life of ours, whether we have a job, whether we're raising a family, whether we're looking for a job, whether we're caring for somebody who is sick, maybe we're a student, whatever we're doing in our daily lives, remember who we are and whose we are, and that we recognize and praise the glory of God, as it said in that collect. This 
idea of vanities and vanities and Ecclesiastes, there's so much, which there's this sense in the theme of the whole writing, which is like a talk or, or a speech or, or a teaching. It's like, we just keep toiling. We just keep working. We just keep doing with anxiety for what? You know, what is it that we're doing? What is it that we're all about? Observing nature, observing humanity, just basically spinning its wheels. It's like that old image that we have of the the rat in the in the spinning cage, you know, just keeps spinning around and spinning around, but you're never getting anywhere. All his days, sorrow and grief are his occupation, it says. Even at night, his mind is not at rest. This also is, van is vanity. Are you so wound up, so busy with your job, with your career, with raising your kids, with studying, uh, with, with the ministries or the work that you're doing? Or you're just consumed with, with social media and all of the news that's going on in the world and that's just consuming you and consuming you that your mind is never at rest? Are you finding peace and joy? Ask yourself, what are you doing? And why do I do that? Why do I do my job? Why do I raise my family? Why do I love my spouse? Why do I go to mass? Why do I go to the store? Why do I do the things that I do? For what end? And am I so focused on those daily things that I miss the big picture? That we're not created only for this world. We're living in it for a moment in time. To care for our creation, yes. To care for one another, yes. To love God and neighbor, absolutely. But our ultimate goal, destination, is to be with God in heaven forever, to live eternal lives with the Lord. How do we do that? Not with anxiety and toil and preoccupation. Yes, we work hard. Yes, we serve our families, our parents, our spouse, our children, our neighbors. Yes, we serve. But how do we do that? With love or with some sort of ego? Because I'm going to do it and I'm going to accumulate and I'm going to be even acknowledged for what I do. It's really an interesting question when you hear that word vanity to think about how do I toil? How do I work? What is the spirit in which I work? Is it for me and to receive some kind of accolades or some kind of a congratulations or some kind of a promise or, or bonus or gift at the end of the day, so to speak? Or am I really living for the glory of God? And I recognize in these particular ways that I can do good works. Maybe I'm good out working in the yard, gardening. Maybe I'm somebody who can build a house or, or, or build. Uh, I've seen so many roofing projects and paving projects. I just so respect those that can do the manual labor and those that are out there working in the fields. And those that are changing diapers and raising children and, and trying to teach them to read 
to count and to color and to play. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Here's the question for the world. Can you hear the voice of the Lord? If today you hear his voice, what if you can't hear his voice? It's evident, at least physically in the world, that we see today that there are many who are not hearing the voice of God. They've shut it out because of the hardened hearts and then the actions, the behaviors, whether it's violence, persecution, it, it, pitting one group against another, all of these actions and behaviors that are very vile and harmful, from graffiti to just a license to be rude and harmful and murderous in our country today. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. As I look at the world and I look at the headlines and think about this, I think, what is the prayer to pray that people could hear? That somehow, some way, by the power of the Holy Spirit through an action, that somehow their ears would be open. Notice, and I think it was just in the last reading we had last week, uh, over this past week, Jesus says, whoever has ears, you know, a lot of times when he talks and shares a um, parable with his disciples or with the crowd, whoever has ears ought to hear. If today you hear his voice, don't harden your heart, soften your heart, open your heart for what the Lord has for you. In the reading to the Colossians, once again, I we, we've been getting so much of St. Paul, and obviously because in the New Testament, most of the letters are written by St. Paul. If you go to Mount Angel Abbey and Seminary and Mount Angel, Oregon, and you walk the grounds, you'll see these big banners that say, seek what is above, seek what is above. You can go to their website and you'll see these beautiful banners, you know, to remember that we're seeking, we're pondering, we're thinking of what is above. And the world is going to grab your mind, is going to grab your eyes, covet your eyes, cover your eyes from what the world wants to infuse in them. From movies to things on the internet, magazines, ugh, cover our eyes. But seek what is above, seek what is of Christ. Think what is above, not, a, not of what is on the earth, not what's temporal, not what's fleeting. Put to death then, Paul says, the parts of you that are earthly. There's no doubt about it. There's no way that we're going to get away from the flesh. We are the flesh and the spirit. We work together and our spirits can control the flesh. We can choose to touch a hot stove. And once I've touched it once, I've learned that's hot. I don't touch. Now I can control my flesh to avoid what's harmful, what's dangerous. Don't go down that alley. Don't go into that store. Don't go near that person. There's just something negative or harmful about them. You know, we learn 
and the spirit guides us. You know, this is this is the great wisdom of, of Jesus sending us the Holy Spirit to give us this educator, this trainer. You know, so many people pay thousands of dollars for either a life coach or a, a sporting coach or a physical trainer. You know, this is how to lift weights or this is how to do this type of fitness so that we we form our bodies right or we prepare for the right career or job or business and those are good things in and of themselves but i think how much more should we be open to receiving the counsel of the counselor the counselor the advocate that was designed for us our creator the holy spirit Stop lying to one another. It says, um, since you have taken off the old self, you know, as we, as we hear the gospel message, as we hear about the Lord Jesus Christ and that God has created us and who we are as his creatures, we, we let go of the old with its practices, with its fleshly practices. And Paul says, you have put on the new self which is being renewed. This takes us back. This is what I love about the collect. It takes us back to the collect. For those who glory in you as their creator and guide, may you restore us and keep us safe. That which you've restored, keep us safe. And so we've taken off an old self through baptism, right? We've washed away sin through our ongoing confessions, and reconciliation for asking for forgiveness, for changing the way that we live, intentionally desiring the good for one another, which is being renewed. See, we're putting on our new self, listen to the sentence, for knowledge in the image of its creator. So in the image of God, we want to be renewed. Awesome. Awesome. I'm not even to get to the, to the gospel today. We heard about Martha and Mary. Uh, Martha says, you know, Jesus, tell my sister to come and work with me. You know, she's complaining about what's not just so that she thinks between her and her sister. And here we have a brother. Jesus, tell my brother to share his toys. It's kind of like what he's saying. Tell my brother to share his inheritance with me. Oh, my goodness. And Jesus says, I'm not your judge or arbitrator. Guard against greed. Are we only looking at our relationship with one another for what you have? Well, my brother's going to get more. Well, Jesus, tell him to share. Aren't you about sharing and equality and caring for one another? Yes, but now you're greedy. Now you just want. And now you've really objectified your brother. Now your brother's not your brother. Your brother is a holder of items, of things that you can possess. Do you possess things or do things possess you? This is the last thought I, maybe it's the last thought I'm going to share with you, but I've just noticed in the places that I live that there's been more and more storage units built and and garages and large places on a property to store things. And I can't judge another person and what your stuff is, but we've become a society that is just building up storage. And I drive by 
on one of my routes out for my home, I can see to the right a dump recycling area and a trash heap. And it's just mounds of stuff. And I think, what are we doing accumulating stuff? We've got hoarders, we've got clutter, and all of that distracts and takes energy and is actually physically can cause illnesses. Are we hoarders and it, those things, things, accumulation, storage of stuff, I need to have this and then I'll throw it away, but I want to get the next new gadget, that there's such a preoccupation that I can't. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. I can't hear his voice because I'm so consumed with stuff, with the accumulation of stuff. And Jesus simply says, and he says to the crowd, so this man comes to Jesus with this complaint Sounds like boys in a sandbox. But Jesus tells the crowd, take guard against greed, because he's recognizing that this isn't just to, to kind of get along with my brother, but now greed has taken over. And the close of this gospel says this, you fool, after the man is building bigger barns to store all of his stuff, I'm going to have a harvest that'll last me my whole life. I won't give it to anyone. I won't share with anyone. I won't invite anyone to take part in the gifts that I've been given. Those gifts will probably spoil before you can even enjoy them. And God says, you fool, this night your life will be demanded of you. This is it. And the things you have prepared, to whom do they belong? Thus it will be for all who store up treasure for themselves but are not rich in what matters to God. Let us be rich to what matters to God. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen. May you have a blessed week. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie. Reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Day Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.